from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Chris Lee in here in the afternoon for you. My man Dennis Jamel Cox in here with me as well. Uh, Dennis, a lot of big things for us to talk about today um, between fishing, baseball, basketball. I mean, it's summertime, so there's so many different things happening right now. I mean, that big rock, that's where we're going to start things off, Chris. We already have a marlin Weighing over uh, 470 pounds, 470.2 It's crazy. exact caught today. It's crazy. Rock. It's crazy to see that. Um, uh, Casey Hentz from WRL will be joining us later to talk about that. Her and Pat Welter, they're out there at the Big, big Rock. And, um, you know, I've, I've never been fishing ever in my life, Dennis. That's surprising. I've never been fishing. That, that really is surprising to me. And, and so while I do appreciate the sport of it, Part of me is just kind of like, why? You don't get it? <laughs> I mean, I get it. You sure? But but why? Like, you know, I don't know. It's fun. I guess, maybe. Guess. I, and Ain't no guess, Chris, is what it is. I guess people also like, you know, shooting um, animals and taking off their heads and putting it on their walls, too. But, you know, whatever. I can't, we can't hear you. Not everyone does that. Not everyone does that, but some people do that. I guess that's that's the equivalent. I didn't want to know what was the biggest uh, fish ever, so I went back and did some some research on this at the Big Rock. Uh, this is annual event. Happens every year in Moorhead City down there at the coast. Uh, this is the 65th year that's right. of this event. So I just simply went to their website because I wanted to know a little bit more. I wanted to see, like, hey, you know, what's – how can women get involved in this? And apparently, uh, there's this young lady by the name of Kathy Keel of Edenton back in 1993. Mm-hmm. Uh, she landed a 759-pound blue marlin to win the 35th annual Big Rock. Yeah. So 30 years ago. Uh, she's since been passed up twice, an 831-pounder in 2000. And um, then there was also a 914-pounder. 2019. In 2019. Yeah. I would love to see someone top that. Golly, could you imagine? Could you imagine, Chris? But yeah, but what the is, big what rock- is, what's happening to these to the fish's bodies though after this is over? That's what I want to know. I mean, great question. I don't know. Just want to make sure we're not wasting things. Oh, well, where, where, you about, where are you about to say? I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say it's pretty impressive that we could still pull in like something of of that like that size of a fish. Yeah. Nine over nine hundred something pounds. Yeah. Just the fact that we have four hundred and seventy pound blue marlin caught today. Imagine basically double that. Yeah. Being caught. Like that's <laughs> just rid- double that's the so, size. It's of ridiculous. That. It is pretty ridiculous. Um that's that's huge. And it, it makes you uh, appreciate um, you know, the the types of animals that we have right here mm-hmm. on on the earth. Uh moving on, this was a really good weekend for baseball. Uh, especially if you are a Wake Forest University fan. Wake Forest, they're moving on to the College World Series, Dennis, for the first time since 1955. Yes, this is their first time going to the College World Series since being located in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. The last time they went was the next to the last year they were in Wake Forest, North Carolina. So when Wake Forest was actually in Wake Forest and they won it all back in 1955. um, Absolutely dismantled. Uh, Alabama yesterday, twenty-two to five was the final score. Uh, Duke also uh, played; they had a chance, uh, but they ended up losing uh, to Virginia. So Virginia is heading 
to the College Baseball World Series. So the last two teams who happened to be the only two teams ever from the ACC to make it to the college uh, to win, excuse me, to win the College World Series are the ones from the ACC that are are making it in Virginia and in Wake Forest. But Wake Forest first uh, team in program history set the 50 win mark. They also mm-hmm. um, have a plus 59 run differential <laughs> in the regionals and in the super regionals. Yeah, just in the postseason. To make or, it, yeah, in, in the regionals and the super regionals to make it to the College World Series, Dennis. That is a record. Yeah, they've been. And they blew out, like you said, Alabama yesterday was 22-5 to five or whatever it was. They put up 22 points. Alabama's defense in football doesn't need to give up 22 points. It's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's wild It's pretty remarkable. About. And I watched a bit of that game yesterday afternoon. I was just sat there looked. I was like, I don't see how this team is getting stopped right now. I know they lost in the ACC championship to Miami in the semifinals. I understand that, but... The way they're playing right now would not shock me if they go all the way. But here's the thing about Wake Forest, though. They they showed you even on Saturday night when they beat Alabama, I think the final score was 6-5. to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, They showed you they can win it close. They showed you they can win in a blowout when it was 22-5. to five. So either way, no matter what you throw at them, Wake Forest can absolutely get it done and possibly could be only the third ACC team ever to win the College Baseball World Series. Of course, uh, they won it in 1955, and then I think it was 2015 when Virginia won it, um, and that was those are only two ACC teams to do it. By the way, Brock Wilkin of Wake Forest Baseball hit three home runs yesterday, set an ACC record for most home runs in a career, 70 home runs. That's ridiculous. Um, we're going to hear a lot of Wake Forest uh, baseball players. We're going to hear their names uh, being called in the uh, MLB draft when that comes up. Uh, we'll be talking to John Johnson from WXI about um, all of what was going on with Wake Forest baseball. That's coming up for us in just a few minutes. Also tonight, Game 5, NBA Finals, the Miami Heat at the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Here's the big news heading into that. The sharpshooter. Tyler Hero will suit up tonight and will attempt to return. So that's not a guarantee that he'll play tonight, but he'll at least suit up. He won't be in a bucket hat and an interesting outfit on the sidelines anymore. Uh, He's going to have on his Miami Heat number 14 jersey. He's going to at least be on the sideline in that jersey. But uh, he suffered a broken hand in the first game of the playoffs uh, for the Miami Heat and has not returned since. So that could be a welcome sight for them as the Heat are down 3-1 to one in the series. Here's Eric Spolstra, head coach of the Miami Heat, yesterday being asked about Tyler Hero. Coach, I, I drew the short straw today, so I'm going to ask <laughs> any update on Tyler, his availability. Has he passed any contact tests? I'm not that irascible, am I? <laughs> and Ramona and I are in a great place. Like, yes. uh, I was not talking about Ramona. <laughs> like, you, uh, I think that's where I... You got one more in you, Sometimes coach. people read me wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about Hero, huh? Yeah. Um, no new update. He's doing another contact workout today. Um, I probably won't have anything for you uh, tomorrow morning. Oh, we don't have a shoot around. Yeah. So we're going to go for the same song again tomorrow. Probably. Yeah. Somebody else uh, draw that next straw. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I I, I've I drawn the short straws in these interviews with pro head coaches before. Like Lindy Ruff, I asked him, hey, uh, Kira Schmidt, you starting, you starting him game two? And that's in that 
Kane's Devil yeah. Series, yeah. And, and he laughed at me. Yeah. Kind of similar to what Eric Spolster just did. Yeah. Very interesting to see what happens tonight, though. But Miami Heat, uh, absolutely, uh, this is win or go home for sure. Uh, because if they don't win tonight, then the Denver Nuggets get their first ever championship. Miami, their best bet is to try to replicate what they did in game two, where they their defense put on the clamps, their uh, their offense was hitting, right? And they kept uh, everybody but Nikola Jokic from scoring uh, in that game in game two, and they were able to steal one in Denver. Since then, though, they've lost two straight at home in Miami, and which is why they are down 3-1 to one right now in this series. Dennis, what do you think happens tonight? Uh, do, do you think Miami can steal one, or do you think this is over? The well, I think they're obviously capable of stealing one. They've already won once in Denver already. So the, the fact that can they win in Denver, yes. I think give me heat by seven. I think it all depends on Tyler Hero, honestly. If, wow. Tyler, if Tyler Hero can can play this game, of course he's gonna. There's gonna be a lot of attention on him. That might open up some spots and some shots for Jimmy Butler. It might open up some shots for Caleb Martin. Might open up some shots for Gabe Vincent. Guys like that who need to be hitting some big time three pointers. Uh, I don't know if Tyler Hero plays. Give me Heat by by five. If not, thinking the Nuggets are just gonna go ahead and win and just close okay. it out. That's They're going to have their first NBA championship winning the series 4-1. to one. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Winston-Salem, North Carolina, home of Wake Forest, North Carolina. This would be the first time if Wake Forest does end up winning the College Baseball World Series. First time that they would win with their home in Winston-Salem. The first time they won, 1955, they were still located in Wake Forest, North Carolina. So Wake Forest has been dismantling teams. They have a plus 59 differential, run differential, uh, in the regionals and in the super regionals uh, so far. And yesterday they beat uh, Alabama 22-5 to to advance to their first college World Series since 1955. Joining us on the line right now, John Johnson from WXII, a sports anchor out there in Winston-Salem. John, uh, you've had the pleasure of, of covering the best baseball team in college baseball this entire season. Do you think that Wake Forest, the run that they're on right now, can legitimately go over to Omaha and bring back a college World Series? Hey, guys. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, this is – they've been the best team in the, in the country for – majority of the season and, and yeah i think they got a chance to really make some noise um interestingly enough i think the second best team in the country is going to be in their pool bracket so i think we've got a chance to see an lsu wake forest find their way against each other to actually get to the national title series um, but yeah i think wake forest has got a great chance to make some noise this week 
Uh, it's interesting watching uh, what's been happening with this team and especially hearing the plus 59 run differential to get to the College mm-hmm. World Series, the best ever. What about this team, their pitching staff, their their hitters? What's making them so dominant in these games, not only just uh, beating teams, but absolutely dismantling them? You know, if we, if we look at the hitting aspect of things, these guys tend to feed off of each other. Uh, they, they've mentioned it before, how much they love playing together and how tight a knit group this is. But it's not really just one guy who takes care of business. Everybody looks at Nick Kurtz and, and Brock Wilkin. You know, Kurtz has got a chance to be a you know, first-round pick you know, next year, and Wilkin will be a first-round pick this year. Uh, those guys are leading the, the teams in home runs, and Wilkins now set the all-time ACC record for career home runs with 70. But, you know, you can look back at this series um, against Alabama, and, you know, the leadoff guy, Tommy Hawk, homers in the first two games. Um, that Tommy's not a home run guy. Um, they get contributions up and down the lineup. Guys like Danny Corona, um, who's in and out of the lineup, couple home runs. It, it, it's not the thing that makes them so dangerous at the plate as an offensive team is it's not just one set guy who could do things. Now, as for the pitching staff, they've had just had guys step up. Uh, this year, Rhett Lauder, who's you know got a chance to be a top ten pick in this year's uh, upcoming major league draft. Yeah. The team's unbeaten when he takes to the mound. They haven't lost a single game that he's played this year because <laughs> the guy goes out there, and even if he's not carrying his best stuff, he finds a way to hang around in a game. And it's not too often they didn't have his great stuff. Uh, they've had guys like Josh Hartle, a sophomore, got a local triad kid, step up. Uh, when they had injuries to the rotation, guys like Seth Keener or Sean Sullivan came out of nowhere um, and took the mantle and, and have been really good pitchers for them throughout the rest, you know, throughout this year. So, um, they're just a deep rotation. Uh, they probably got one of the, the deeper staffs in all of college baseball. Um, and like I said, these guys really enjoy playing with one another, and, and they and they feed off of each other. John Johnson, WXII Sports, joining us here on the Houston Automotive Group Hotline. Are there any flaws in this Wake Forest team? Great question. <laughs> That's a good question. And if you, <laughs> if you looked at this past weekend and the plus 59 run differential, you'd say no, but – you know, we we actually asked Tom Walter, their head coach, about this, and he said earlier in the year most of the things that they did wrong were on the base pass. Uh, they've had some base running blunders, and in, as you guys know, in tight ball games, you've got to be sound everywhere, offense, defense. You know, your pitching has to be good, but you really got to be careful on the base pass. Um, that's one thing where it's come back to bite them a few times in games, but it's never actually cost them anything. And when you get down to this level where you're playing against, you know, the top eight teams left in the game. Uh, that will be something to keep an eye on is if they stay solid and clean up their base running um, issues. And, I mean, you can always say, you know, what's the pitching going to look like when you get to Omaha? You know, Hartle was nervous um, in in Sunday's game. It was obvious. Um, The lights are going to be a little bit different for for a sophomore kid like that when he gets to Omaha. How is he going to handle that? How is this team going to handle if Rhett Lauder doesn't have his best stuff? you know, or struggles a little bit, you know, when this team's never lost. Those would be the things that I would look at. But if you had one thing that you'd say one flaw in this team, it would be the base running. That's been an issue that, you know, the coach talked about, they discussed, they've been better as of late, but that would be the one thing we'd, we'd, you know, look at and circle as something that they can improve on. John Johnson joining us from WXI 12 News. Uh, out in Winston-Salem on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. I want to know a little bit more about Rhett Lauder because I've been mm-hmm. hearing this name a lot and, and I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of Wake Forest baseball. But there are some folks out here who are saying that Rhett Lauder could be a part of a, a major league 
uh, team's starting uh, unit, you know, I guess top five mm-hmm. uh, pitchers right now, right? Like, so yep. tell me a little bit more just about him and his uh, his talent and and his backstory. Like, why does he fit so well with what Tom Walter is is building in Winston Salem? Well, first off, let me say he's got a great head of hair, and I think people who have watched <laughs> Rat Flat, hey, listen, hair is if if that's Fantastic. coming from you, you have a great head of hair too. So <laughs> if that's coming from you, that means he has a really great head of hair. He has a really good head of hair. Uh, what what makes Rhett great, and it seems like he's taken a, you know the step over the last you know year or two, um, is this implementation of the you know this pitching lab here. And he said yeah. you know that's really helped him gain a couple miles per hour on his fastball when he came in. Um, from you know, as a freshman at Wake Forest, when he was throwing low eighty, you know, excuse me, low nineties, to now where he sits around ninety six, uh, he, he he will run anywhere from about ninety three to ninety six with his fastball. He's got an excellent slider. Um, he's a three pitch guy for the most part. Uh, he'll mix in a cutter, and he's got a little another off speed pitch like a changeup. But he really is his his uh, fastball slider kind of guy. And I think yes, I think there's a lot of people that would look at Rhett and say he's got a chance to fly through a major league um, organization to get to the big leagues. He's got three pitches that can that he can go to. Um, he's confident on the mound. He's got a good riding fastball. Um, and you, and you, you ask what makes him fit with what Tom Walter is doing here at Wake Forest is that he's just another dude. Uh, Rhett mm. is a guy who takes his business very seriously. Um, it's a guy who's willing to do the little things just like anybody else will but he's also just another dude on the team. Uh, he has a great relationship with a lot of the players on the team. Uh, this team in general, as I mentioned earlier, just get along with one another in, in some kind of way. You know, I, I, we asked them about that uh, last week, and, and, and Brock Wilkin brought up a really good point. He said a lot of us went through this COVID situation together, and we learned not to take mm. for granted what's in front of us and take for granted our time with each other, and it really made them a closer group. And I think – Rhett is the epitome of that, where he was part of that group that went through all that COVID stuff. They lost the season, and they realized how quickly this game could be taken away from them. And while they have their eyes set on you know, the next level, they're really not overlooking what they can do this year um, and the time that they have together. And Rhett's the perfect example of that. Just really quick for maybe 15, 20 seconds. Um, yep. I, as I was leaving Winston-Salem, uh, I know that they were getting that pitching lab together and getting a lot of their facilities together. Can you explain to those out here in the triangle about that pitching lab and some of the uh, the top pieces of technology that they have in that facility over there in Winston-Salem for Wake Forest? Yeah, they're one of the first programs to really have something like this. I know some other schools are trying to implement it, but there's a lot of video technology being used, a lot of – um, analytics that are going behind it. Louder even mentioned that, how when he first got here, didn't really look at the analytic type of things, um, the spin rate on his, you know, on his pitches. But once they all sat down and saw how this could be a benefit for them, they started really using this technology to their advantage on how they could hone in on their craft, but also, you know, make better what they do better and, and really buy into certain things. So it's a really advanced way of, um, technology and baseball meeting together and Wake Forces use this system as the, you know to their advantage to you know produce one of the best um, seasons not only in school history but in, in in college baseball. Give them a follow the Jay Johnson TV. I know you guys will be out there in Omaha uh, following uh, Wake Forest. John Johnson from WXI in Winston Salem. Thank you so much for for dialing in today. Thanks for having us, guys.
All right, uh, Wake Forest, uh, they're going to the College World Series. We'll see what they'll do. Can they win their first College World Series since 1955? I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.